We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions, a subscribe-provided Q&A show that's proudly presented by McAdoodles, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, and spirits, now in Kansas City. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now, the latest episode of 21 Questions. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of 21 Questions brought to you by our good pals at McAdoodles. If you are in the Kansas City area, you need to make your way over to Lee Summit, Missouri. You are going to get the best prices, the best selection, and the best customer service. They're going to recommend something tailor-made for you, and you're going to walk out the happiest that you have ever been with your liquor store experiences i guarantee it i will stake my reputation on it i don't know if that says more about me or about macadoodles there but um i love them i love that they sponsor this show and i love that i'm joined by my dear pal tucker franklin tucker buddy how you doing i'm doing great macadoodles and lee summit we were there i, I want to say a couple of weeks ago but i know for a fact it was longer than that but it feels like it was just a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. because uh BJ Kissel and I were there doing a live 21 questions. That uh, store is uh, incredible. They've got a large selection. I I got a, a, a Tennessee whiskey recommended to me. I don't usually drink a lot of Tennessee whiskey. Very tasty. Uh, used it in, in a chili, that recipe that you gave me. Yeah. Uh, very good. So, yes, make sure to go check out McDoodles. But I'm doing great. It's good to be back on 21 questions. It's been a minute since I've been on. Mm-hmm. A, it's It was that McAdoodles 21 questions. But it's been. It's oh, that's be been back. that long? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. It has been. Well, I'm glad that you're back, buddy. It's playoff day. I, I mean, whew, feels good. Feels good to get the break. Feels good to have football mm-hmm. back. And feels good to have all these questions. These questions are cold from the KCSN Discord. If you are a subscriber to KCSN Daily, that is $30 a month or $30 a year or $5 a month. You can get all of our film breakdowns, all of our articles, and access to this Discord, which is honestly, it's the best group of fans that's out there like it's such a great place to hang out in all sorts of stuff there but those questions are asked here first one from hobo joe 93 over the years do you think andy's coaching slash offensive creativity has improved gotten worse or stayed the same tucker what do you think about that well to be fair i don't remember a whole lot of andy Reid's tenure in philadelphia um but I do think that it has gotten better. Just as his time in Kansas City, I think his, his creativity has improved. I do think that is a, an, a credit to the people that he puts around him. And I think that Andy Reid would be the first guy to say that that's uh, it's a lot of the, about the guys around him. Because if you look at the guys, the assistants that have come through Kansas City, a lot of them have become head coaches. And Andy Reid is facing one of them this week in the playoffs mm-hmm. with Doug Peterson. So there's a lot of good offensive minds that Andy Reid is at. Andy Reid himself is a good offensive mind. Uh, what I think has been his biggest improvement throughout the years is time management. Remember when we talked about clock management and that was like the biggest thing, the biggest knock on Andy Reid? That rarely, now knock on wood because... God oh man, if I talk yeah, I'm knocking on everything then, I got. And, yeah. and God forbid I talk about this and it comes up this weekend. But he, now that rarely gets brought up anymore. So I think that's kind of the biggest improvement that I've seen in Andy Reid uh, throughout his tenure with the Chiefs. But uh, yeah, I think just even in his time with the Chiefs, it's it's grown a lot. 
No, I would agree as well. And I think when you're coaching and you're being the primary play caller for that long and you're still coaching the number one offense in the league, I mean, you've gone through so many evolutions of football. Like when Andy Reid started, it's not, okay, well, we're going to line up and we're going to run some shotgun and spread formations and all. Like it's still 21, 22 personnel line up, you know, try and pound the rock, find little creases and advantages there. And yeah, like Tucker said, you know, you, you bring in new innovative minds into your organization. And the fact that he's been able to not just learn from them and adopt their play calling, but also put his own twists on them. I think mm-hmm. that that's that speaks so much about how his mind works. So, yeah, definitely he's grown as an offensive play caller, grown as a, you know as a coach as well. I this year's a testament to that. Like I, I get that he's not going to win Coach of the Year. He's not going to get any votes or anything like that. But the, he did such a hell of a job. Andy Reid's never winning coach of the year again, just like Bill Belichick's never winning coach of the year again. Like it, it's just never happening, but I, I, he did such a hell of a job this year that will just be flying under the radar for most of this. All right. Mike Denny asks, which is more likely Chris Jones has five sacks this postseason, or he finishes the postseason still with zero career playoff sacks. Tucker, what's your initial take on that? I think it's five, and I don't, and just because I think that Chris Jones has been on a tear recently. We saw the game against the Raiders, him playing out of his mind. The sack that he had on Jared Stidham, I think it was his first sack. Jared didn't see it coming, and he just like it was like one of those textbook wrap him up, hit him right in the stomach, bring him down. It was it was a textbook sack that you see like all madness when they do like the animations, like that's what you see. Yeah. Um, it was just a good sack. He's been playing really well. Obviously, a career year, 15 and a half sacks. I know people are quick to point out that he had an extra game, but he played. He was playing a whole lot better in these 17 games say. than he played in the 16-game season. So yeah. um, I'm, I really like the momentum Chris has going into this postseason. Absolutely. He's getting at least one. So by yeah. default, it's got to be five. Like I, <laughs> I said in the game preview, you know, um, Chris Jones is a man on a mission. Like he yeah. wants to get rid of that albatross. He's been thinking about it. Oh, he's been thinking about sacking Joe Burrow in the AFC championship game in that playoff game and making a difference for this defense for a full calendar year. You better believe he's going to come out. I I think you saw the raw emotion after after those two and a half sacks against the Raiders. Like, I think that's him just kind of he knows it. He knows it's his time. He knows how he's playing. He knows what he brings to this defense. It's happening. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Love it. The Andera over under four and a half fourth down attempts by Dougie P this weekend. I think that's a little high, but I don't know that it's that high. Like I'm not going to, yeah, I'm almost going to say that it's a guaranteed three. <laughs> like, and I, so you slip in a couple extra drives where he's just feeling it. I can understand how he can get to five, but I, I'm going to say yeah. under, but just barely. I do think it's a pretty good line because I think I can very realistically see four conversion attempts by the Jaguars. I think four to me, I think is one that you could see uh, after the game gets over. You can see four, four and a half is kind of steep. As you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll take the over. Life's too short to bet the under. I'll take the over. Uh, I want to see people go for it on fourth downs all the time. As much as I do love punting than the art of punting, and go for it on fourth down. That's way more fun. It, it is. is way more fun. It is. Not for defense, but it is way uh, more fun for fun. offense. Yeah. Gooby35, if you could take one player on the team and make one of their weaker traits elite, what player and what trait would you improve? Like editing one of a player's rating and matting. Tucker... Turn one player's weakest stat to 99. Who is that player and what is that stat? If you want to think on it a little more, I've got mine. I want to hear yours first. I think I have one, but I want to hear yours first. Tommy Townsend's holding. That's what I'm <laughs> ramping up to 99. He is a first-team all-pro punter. Yeah. Crank that up. And then you know maybe, maybe we see a few more points on the board. Dude had a hell of a year putting the football. Hell of um, a year. I don't want to let the holding thing overshadow that at all. He was an exceptional punter. An absolute, like, quiet 
hell of a year too. Like he mm-hmm. shattered some some team records by like multiple yards in terms mm-hmm. of like average distance and just uh I can't remember what the other one was, but I think there were, there were two of them that he hit. Um my first thought um Nick Bolton is very good at tackling guys, is getting the tackles, racking up those tackles. But if I could 99 his coverage and mm. have him be a good downhill guy oh, and a good in co- good in coverage, that's a cheat code right there. So I've been thinking, or you think about uh, another thought process I had is like make the rich richer at this point, right? Like Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't his weak trait, you know, maybe sometimes he drifts back in the pocket. Uh, maybe sometimes uh, he can, his decisions are a little interesting. There's not a lot you can best with Patrick Mahomes. I was try- I was trying to nitpick <laughs> there. I was trying to nitpick there and try to try to go that way. Um, no, uh, or you could go. Um, let's go. Oh, Kadarius oh, Tony, Kadarius uh-huh. Tony, and durability. 99 the durability on Kadarius Tony. That's a wonderful one. That uh, that's it. That's the one I'm going for. I do like the Nick Bold one, but I do think the Kadarius Tony one is is the one that I that that's the best one. Personally, I like the Nick Bolton one because you would be like one of two linebackers in the NFL that can do stuff like that. It'd be you and Fred Warner, and that's it. And boy, Fred Warner would be awesome on this team. So yes. All right. Wolf 24. Who is the key player? not named Patrick or Travis to be able hmm. to make a Super Bowl run. I, I'm i going to cheat. We already talked about Chris. Chris Jones. Yep. Uh, he, he's been the leader of the defense. He's been a defensive player of the year candidate. He makes tide-turning, game-closing plays. If those show up in the playoffs, typically those haven't been his forte. I get that I talked about. It's going to be this year, but typically it hasn't been his forte so if he shows up in that way, like that changes everything for this defense, and I, then they can cakewalk to the Super Bowl. So it's other than Kelsey, other than Mahomes, I do think that you want to default it uh, to the defensive side of the ball when you think of it that way. My first reaction was actually Jarek McKinnon, uh, just Ooh. with the way that Jarek McKinnon has been playing yeah. so well. But I do want to say defensive player. Um, Colin Saunders has been playing really well. I think that's been a big part. Mike Dana, you could also say in the same vein as Chris Jones, Mike Dana has been playing mm-hmm. very well. I believe I, uh, when Maddie and I were doing our uh, KCS and update a couple uh, during the bye week, we gave away, we gave out some postseason awards, and um, I gave Mike Dana my most approved player. And I think mm-hmm. Mike Dana's ability to play rush from the inside, rush from the outside has been incredible. Uh, I think though, I'm going to give it one Thornhill. They're gonna see some big games from Juan Thornhill. I think that that can really help them push them to a title. And that safety, that safety play in general, I think all any of those safeties, if they play well, it'll be hard for teams to beat the Chiefs if those. Safeties yeah, play. yeah, They're coming on strong too. I, I like that one a lot. I really like that one a lot. Um, Mike in Sweden asks, "Do you think that Spags can control the game?" Referring to the Jags game, hmm. I think that's key. This is gonna be a tough one. Uh, to control. Uh, t- Doug Peterson is really, really good at this, you guys. And I've seen a lot of comments, you know, leading up to this where it's like, well, he emptied the clip and had to to beat the Chargers. Yeah, he did. But Doug's clip is a lot bigger than, <laughs> than a lot of other yeah. coaches. Like, he's still got more in there. It's not like he's sitting back and being like, well, hell, we're going to be screwed this weekend because we showed everything to the cheat. No. They're, they're going to come out with a plan tailor-made to try and beat the Chiefs. Steve Spagnuolo is so good at scheming that I think that the defense is going to start hot, and I think that they're going to come up with stops. I think they're going to play really well at the beginning of the game. I just think that Doug Peterson is going to counter that, and it's going to be who counters again. If Steve Spagnuolo can get back on top of that, that's the real question there, and he's proven that he's been able to so far. I would hope and expect that he is, but – Doug Peterson is a hell of a coach. Yeah, he really is. I respect Doug Peterson a whole a whole heck of a lot. And I thought when they hired him in Jacksonville that that was the best coaching hire of the cycle. Even, you know, Dable yeah. going to New York, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. But, like, I still think that Doug Peterson going there was great for Trevor Lawrence's career, was great for just that franchise in a whole. 
uh, because Urban Meyer went in there and basically doused the whole office in lighter fluid and then lit a match. And that's basically what he did as uh, as head coach of the of the Jaguars. So um, he should be in consideration for that coach of the year award that we were talking about earlier. Um, Dable's mm-hmm. probably going to get it, I would assume. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's that's a pretty easy layup. But um, no, I think that Spags can control the game. I do. I think he'll mix coverages up. I think he will break his tendency. Um, what Brad Coleman was talking about on Wednesday's episode of KCS and Update, I've been thinking about it a lot, just of of how the Chiefs like to play with two high shells and how the Jaguars like to play against two high shells and mm-hmm. how there were some instances where there were some players open the last time these two teams played, but, you know, Chris Jones getting to uh, Trevor Lawrence, bringing him down. Chris Jones batting balls down. You also got George Karloftis, who seems to be the rookie of the year in the SWATs department. Um, he's on the all SWAT team. So there's a lot of things like that that I think that can really disrupt the uh, the Jaguars uh, offense in general. But I do think that I want to see what they come out with scheme-wise because I do think that the scheme, you know, there's Jimmys and Joes, there's X's and O's. The X's and O's part of it, Looks like it could be a little bit dicey, but I, I, I like the guys, the Jimmys and the Joes that the Chiefs have on the defensive side of the ball and coaching, calling the X's and O's um, to kind of scheme it up a little bit and get some pressure in Trevor Lawrence. He's still a young quarterback. You know, Spags likes to get pressure on these guys, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see a whole lot of blitzing early. I will say that they've been repping a lot more single high at the end of the year. Just, hmm. just saying. I know at the beginning of the year they are basically living in – I got ready to say they're living in too high, but that that's we we can go a step for they're living in cover two and cover yeah. two man, and that's it. <laughs> there there it's not like they were playing a ton of quarters or anything like that either. But a lot more single high, a lot more guys kicking down. Justin Reed pressing tight ends on the line of scrimmage. You want to tell me that All he's right. going to line up opposite of Evan Ingram? Give him a little something. That's something that we've seen just a little bit to close out the year that I could see him kind of trying to pull one over on him. So. Yeah. All right. Tojo 144. Aside from the bourbon smash, what is your favorite cocktail to make with the Ben Holiday bottled and bond bourbon? For first for reference here, the bourbon smash is such a delicious drink. It's bourbon, lemon, cinnamon, like it and a little bit of honey. Like it, it's just really, really refreshing, ridiculously good. They make it up at the Holiday Distillery. We got to have it there when we went up for the watch party. Tojo was there, so you know we he he's speaking from experience here. Um, Tucker, do you have another favorite drink that you like to make with the Holiday Bourbon? There, I was gonna say old fashioned because I think you gotta you gotta let it kind of be its thing. Um, let do it do its do its thing. But that was the first one that came to my head. They've got a couple of them. They've got one that's a cinnamon toast crunch, like a you know like the cinnamon toast shot shot. It's esque like that, right? They make it with five farms as well. They put the uh, they put the bourbon in it as well. It's good. Um, and it, but it's definitely like a wintertime drink, right? Um, and there's a, there's a few combinations like that. But that bourbon smash is you know it's it's elite. And it's good anytime, any weather. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have one. I just like drinking it straight. <laughs> yeah, I, I really Honestly. do. I mean, the bourbon smash is great, but I love drinking it straight. That's not an ad. That is not right. an ad at all. However, I do have an ad for us from one Tugger D. Franklin live. Buddy, tell us a little bit about DraftKings. Yeah, you guys probably thought I was going to, Craig was going to throw to a pre recorded video, but no, I'm here. And I'm going to tell you about our friends at DraftKings and the NFL playoff action, as you guys know, is continuing. And we're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL Divisional Round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. I was talking about this earlier. I like to do the, my little lottery ticket parlays. I've sent it to you, Craig, where I got a lot mm-hmm. of these alternate overs on the lowest amount that I can do. It doesn't pay out a whole lot when you're just doing it straight up at the face value, but you go to the steps up same game parlays and I got 10 legs on there. They're going to boost it a whole lot of percents there. So uh, that's what I like to do. I'm, I'm going to post one out on Twitter. So follow me on Twitter at Tucker D. Franklin. I'll, I'll post one out uh, for Sunday. So uh, you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you got to use code KCSN to take advantage of these deals. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL 
divisional round and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Thanks, non-pre-recorded Tucker. That was great. I, I, I get to see your face every podcast when that happens, and th- this is way better. Let's. I, I like this way better, buddy. All right. Sign Juju now. Changed his username over there to that. I, I, yeah, no, wonderful. Uh, what would be your post-game Waffle House destination after a big playoff win? For those that don't know, Trevor Lawrence said that uh, the way he celebrated the first playoff win, he went to a Waffle House. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, that's, solid. That's, way, that's a solid choice there. Tucker, do you have something that would be your post-game Waffle House definition? We talked about this a little bit on outside the trenches, but it wasn't necessarily like this direction of like a post game win. BJ just basically asked us, uh, you know, if we got a, we got a late night spot, we're gonna take some people to where we where we go in Kansas City. And my first reaction was, you know, we gotta take them to Town Topic. Gotta have a burger. Gotta have the greasy burger. And I think that that's a, that's a solid one. It's open all the time always open like juju and you know you got the, you got the good stuff like waffle house is always open i think that plays a big role into it especially with the post game w probably gonna be late probably gonna be late when you got a post game w so um i know there's a lot of great places in kansas city i do like the guys deli gotta give them a shout out mm-hmm. um we've been a couple times i've stumbled back there and get some pizza and some listen when it gets as late as as it is they only got pizza for you so you can't order yeah. all the nice sandwiches and stuff but um I do like their pizza, like their sandwiches, like everything they got at the guys deli. But yeah, I think uh, those two places are off the top of my head was, was a couple of my favorites. I like that you went burger because yeah. Andy Reid would go burger and mm-hmm. I would too. I'm on a Westport flea market, man. Oh, I'm going to go down there and get flea market burger. I, I know, right? They're like, so good. So good. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm heading down there. Not open as late, but 11.15 still pretty good that's pretty good but you know so head down there yeah cash only make sure you bring cash only but uh Mm -hmm. yeah no we i mean in typical andy reed fashion like we got to get down there and get a burger for a post game win like it has to happen has to happen all right positive toasty asks at what point in mahomes's career will the chiefs qb2 be younger than their qb1 and this is a topic of discussion every offseason, I feel like. Like, yeah, you bring back Chad Henney. I, I mean, obviously, Patrick loves Chad Henney, so we'll do it as long as Chad and Patrick want to hang out with each other. But, uh, I mean, it's going to happen eventually. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be after Chad Henney retires, right? Like, that's the mm-hmm. logical thought process of, 
when that will happen will be after because Chad Henney's going to be breaking news. Chad Henney's going to be here for as long as Patrick wants him to be here, A, and B, for as long as Chad Henney still wants to play football. I say play football in air quotes. Um, but you talk, talk about a lot of the guys that uh, that the Chiefs brought in, Shane Michelle, um, mm-hmm. Dusty Crumb. Dusty Crumb, yeah. Shout out Toledo yeah. Rockets, uh, <laughs> Dusty Crumb zone. Yeah, I mean, there are guys in there that, that could sling it and that are fun backup quarterbacks. But at the, I know that we did have this conversation. I think we had this conversation in the offseason just when we were mm-hmm. talking about the rosters in general. Just like, at what point do you bring in a guy that you can trust wins games at backup to a guy that you get along with, you know, with Patrick Mahomes? And I don't know if you ever get to that point. Yeah. I don't know if you would either. I mean, I, I will say this Shane Buchel has been on the Chiefs practice squad for two years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he has hung around. He has stuck around. He obviously, you see all the pictures of the QBs going out. Shane's there with him. Yep. I'm just saying, Patrick likes a good hang in the room. For obvious, it's not just, you know, like they're hanging out and just, you know, shooting the shit or anything like that. They're, Texas kid, they're, too. Yeah. I mean, like, I can see them being like, all right, we're going to lean into Shane. Shane's bringing a lot of things to the table in the film room. So we, we feel comfortable bringing that forward there. So I, yeah. I, I, it could be in the next couple of years for all we know. They're from the same neck of the woods too. So I wonder if that plays into it. They're yeah. from the same area. They, I mean, he went to Texas and he went to SMU. So they probably, they probably know the same people down there. I think that probably plays a whole lot into it. Probably. Probably does. All right. Casey from Casey asks, how many defensive players can develop into all pros going forward? Well, I got one and Chris Jones right now, obviously. Um, I think realistic choices here. I I do think that Nick Bolton uh, can improve to become an all pro linebacker. Such a difficult position for, for the all pro position. Like it depends on the year. Like one of these years, like, there's going to be a, an organization that's just like, eh, the coverage linebackers aren't really doing it for me this year. So we got we got to pick a run-stuffing linebacker. And if, if you're looking at him or if you're looking at that, I mean, yeah, he can make it there. So that's definitely the case. Um, I think Trick McDuffie has a shot. I, I do. I know that, you know, this year's been – at the end of the year's been a little bit up and down for him, but he missed – so much of the year and missed so much experience. I think a year in the weight room, a year or an off season doing that. I truly think he's got elite traits, potential cornerback one traits. I don't know if he'll ever be CB, you know, at first mm-hmm. team all pro just because of his size. And there's going to be coaches that are going to be like, nah, about him. But right. I, I do think that he's got a shot at making a second team all pro roster. Anybody else that I'm missing there, Tucker? Legarius, maybe Legarius. Um, yeah, I could see like, that. He got some votes this year, but I don't think it, it was a. I can't remember how many votes he received, but he did I receive mean, some. Nick Bolden received some this year, but yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and I think your point about Nick Bolden is 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 a great point because he is good. He's a good football player, and the but mm-hmm. so all pro is so hard because I think there's only like two or three linebackers in like the whole league that make it. So like you've got to be. You've got to be better than like okay, Fred Warner's a lock, right? And then mm-hmm. it kind of kind of rotates. I think Matt Milano made it this year, maybe first or second game. And he was elite this year, Matt Milano. <laughs> like he was I very mean, good this year. Matt so Milano was good. very good this year. And and I think that's what is so hard when like Chiefs fans are like, Nick Bolton played really well this year. Yes, he did play really well. He this played year. really well. Yes. He played really well. But the all pro is like you've got to be like the top three, you got top six, I guess, at your position. When at a position where, you know, there's a lot of a lot of guys there. Like quarterbacks the same way, right? Like quarterbacks, yes, there's a absolutely. lot of cooks in the kitchen when it comes to comes to that. So, I think that when you look at other positions like that, I think you know, interior defensive line is something that you know with Chris Jones, I think a conversation that we was always going to have. Edge, there's just a lot of a lot of different uh, a lot of, a lot of guys in the in that room. But I do think that, um. Probably Nick is going to be your closest one. I think. I, I think so as well. I do. I, yeah. I I think that he's probably it, you know now that we can move on from talking about Chris in that right. regard because yeah, I, I let me put it this way. Chris Jones has never been a first team All Pro defensive tackle, and I think 
every single one of us would say that Chris Jones over the past five, six, seven years has been DT2 in the entire league. Yeah. Absolutely. Unequivocally has been that. And he's never been the other guy selected <laughs> next to Aaron Donald ever. Mm -hmm. It's hard to make all pro teams unless you're Mitchell Schwartz and then you just win all the all pros and never get nominated uh, for a pro bowl, which is the weirdest thing in the world. So super. yeah, such a, yeah, such, such a weird thing there. All right. Uh, Nick asked about some of the things chargers did so well to T law in the first half go and listen to the, uh, the pregame show. Talk a little bit about some of that stuff. Some of the man's own tells that, uh, that the chargers did a really good job of messing with him there early in the game. David Borland, what do you guys think of a future for Brendan Daly? On one hand, a lot of coaches have moved around to fill out the resume and prepare for the next step. On the other hand, he may have been overshadowed by Joe Cullen. I don't know if there's a may have there. Um, <laughs> this, uh, honestly, this defensive yeah, line no, right. transformed. Like, I, listen, it's not just Chris, although Chris has had the best year of his career, but there's there's a lot of reasons why Chris could have been yes. motivated for this year and do things like that. And, and I'm not going to fully attribute that to Joe Cullen, even though Chris did. So that <laughs> speak, speak to that. Just look at Mike Dana and try and tell me mm -hmm. that. I mean, Mike Dana has been exceptional this year. We all know what Mike Dana is, and he played so far above what I think anybody expected him to be this year to the point where you're looking at him and you're going, man, another year. And like, we got to make sure to keep him. Like he's just one mm -hmm. of those glue pass rushers that is going to be so important in so many different ways that like you got to keep a guy like that. I don't know what that means for Brandon Daly, but I can say unequivocally that Joe Cullen got more out of the defensive line than Brandon Daly ever has under Spagnuolo. And you're not just talking about the edges too. I mean, you talk the edges is, is the, the, the headline, but like, oh. Yeah. Colin Saunders, like Colin oh, Saunders goodness, and yeah. like his play has been unreal this year and a year where Derek Nani didn't play up to kind of what we expected to, but Colin mm -hmm. Saunders played up to a level where, you know, in training camp, we saw them sign D Danny Shelton. We saw them sign a bunch of other interior defensive linemen that could have potentially took Colin Saunders spot roster spot. And it didn't happen. And Colin Saunders played really well. He played, he, he showed out and he's been, <laughs> Featured in the offense, even uh, he's mm. been he's been a guy that they uh, that they reminded me. Now I'm mad again. <laughs> and and I think that that's a testament too uh, of just like how he's been able to play. Tershawn Horton too before his injury was playing was playing well. And I mean, there's a lot of guys on that on that, on that defensive line that I think is just makes what they did this year. And I know we've talked about this on literally every show I think we've ever done on this network um, in the past like two weeks about how they went from 29th to second and sack and team sacks. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's incredible. And like nothing really changed. Like they signed Carlos Dunlap, lost Alex Okafor. Oh yeah. And got Joe Colin. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of the biggest change in, in terms of all the personnel. I'll, I'll throw a little love George's way. Like I, every I, time know. I say that I forget George and I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> every time I, every time I set that up, I forget George and I feel bad because like George has done like a good, like it's been a good rookie a year. Good, for a good is an understatement. He is yes. well overperforming his draft spot and where 100%. the edges in that position usually are taken. Yeah. I don't know. I don't mean any disrespect to George. I like George. I don't want people to good. think I don't like George. That's don't make all. that man mad. Don't make his swat you. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna hurt i don't know if you know this that man played water polo that's gonna that be hurt. the new oh my goodness that is gonna we're gonna Hunter be hearing that. baseball oh yeah i know we're gonna be hearing those things for a little while you're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in kansas city kc sports network we'll be back right after this it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right. Um, Zach has specifically directed this question for you, Tucker. Um, What's the secret to obtaining greatness? I think that um, it's funny. I'm looking at it now. I took this as uh, the dog, right? Uh You have the dog in you. Uh Uh-huh. Here's the thing about obtaining the dog. You either have it or you don't. And it's it's kind of like it's kind of like uh kind of like when you're I've heard this said about humility. Okay? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to come back to it, okay? As soon as you know that as as soon as you say that you're humble, you're no longer humble, right? As soon as you say you're a dog, you're no longer a dog. It's one of those things where people know that you're a dog. Not because mm-hmm. you say you're a dog, because you are a dog. That is, that's kind of what I think uh, greatness, what being a dog, what that's all about is not. It's not about what you what you say. It's about your actions. It's about how you how you live, how you work, um, and just everything. You know, Isaiah Pacheco, dog. Like that, that guy. That guy's a dog, and and you just know. You just know when when someone's a dog, and you know when they're not. That's just simple. It's just you gotta have a. I've got a good dog dog radar, I guess. You've got a good dog dar. Dog dar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right, Zach's about to act. Who gets the designed rib shot on Andre Cisco this game? I mean, okay. Juju came out this week, said, "Hey, listen." You know, Cisco sent me a DM, no harm, no foul. Said, hey, man, I didn't mean to hit you like that. There's no bad blood between you. Bobby Stroop comes in immediately afterwards on Twitter. Is like, yeah, we'll see when the game happens. And so, you know, that that automatically yeah. makes people wonder here. Who do you think, if anybody is scheduled to do so, who do you think makes sense to take a shot, a, a legal shot yeah. at Andre Cisco? Well, I, I'm looking at it in the Discord right now, and I, Zach replied to it, and he said, "My money's on Trey." And I think that's yeah, a good, that's a good one. one. I think mm-hmm. that's a good one. You're gonna see like a, what's gonna be a, like a, a screen or something, right? They're gonna run the screen to Andre Cisco's side. The throwback. They'll run the uh, they'll run the throwback with uh, the Canarius Tony and have yeah. Trey get out in space. I think that's probably that's a good one. But I kind of want to see him. Uh, get popped on like a crossing route and like, you know, it's one of those like crossing routes and boom. It's like, mm-hmm. um, did Juju do to Vontaze perfect? Or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He That's did. what I was thinking. That Like something <laughs> like that. Now to be fair, not legal. What, uh, not what legal anymore. Yeah. Legal at the time. Not anymore. Yeah. That's kind of what the, the idea I had going out, but maybe it is Juju. Um, but no, Trey Smith is a, is a good one. That's, that's a good one. I'm thinking the tight end. Like if Jody was active, ah, Jody, Jody's going to finish a block. They didn't activate him, him right? That's no, the they didn't activate didn't. him. And that's, that's fine. I know. Get him, get him healthy. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be Kelsey. I, I just think that he's, I think that Cisco would have to do something in game for him to do right. that. Travis, Keeps it between the lines. I, I don't think that he's letting that stuff affect him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Blake Bell puts a little oh. extra English on him. I, I don't know. That, that'd be kind of fun. I want to see no yeah. Greg get after it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just all, get that man on the move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be... I mean, the real answer here is it's going to be Creed on a screen, just because, yeah. it, and he's not even going to know that it's Cisco. It's like, it's not going to be intentional. So it's going to flash. Yeah, he's just going <laughs> to flash in his field of vision. It's just going to be a bull, right, running right through him. So yep. yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. 
All right, Jacob M., would the Chiefs get any discount on a McCole Hardman return, or is another team going to pay him as a wide receiver one slash two? If you would have asked me this four months ago, I would have said there's no chance in hell that McCole Hardman right. is signing for any less than a wide receiver one or two. This has been such a weird injury. I, again, not yeah. he he's out this week, not going to play, clearly still recovering from this pelvic injury that he has suffered. I mean – at this point, you you wonder: Are we seeing him at all for the rest of the playoffs? Is this just going to be something that they're they're not going to ever have him active, or is this something that you know that maybe one more week, maybe one more week, and it just puts all of his future in question? It's a really interesting uh, injury timeline situation. Everything. And I know that they activated him before his like because his practice window was running out, right? And they activated him. And I think he had the setback after he was activated, if I if I remember correctly, or he might have just had the setback right before uh, they they was activated the day of. Because I think it was a Wednesday they had to activate him by like four or something like that. Wednesday at four, and they did it like three twenty five. Yeah, they did it at the very last <laughs> moment. Yes. <laughs> then they, and it was it was one of those things where. I don't want to say it seemed rushed, but it felt like that they, it felt like they wanted they like wanted him to be active for the playoffs, right? They wanted him to be active for the playoffs. And I don't know, I don't know. It's it's, it's one of those things where, right, Craig, eight weeks through the season, right? You would have said that you know, Michael Hardman, he was looking like target number three. He's gone. He's probably yeah. going to get uh, Christian eighteen Kirk to twenty Hill million. Is what I was yeah, predicting. You know, yep. Mm-hmm. He's going to go somewhere where a team needs a wide receiver a little bit more than the Chiefs do, and he still might. Like that's still. I'm not going to put that out of the realm of possibility. I think a team might see him and be like, "Oh, I wonder what we could do with him." But I do think that his market uh, made uh, it just became a lot Chiefs friendlier. If that makes sense. Um, just what he, with what he's been able to do. I, I feel for McCole Harbin, especially in a contract year to have an injury like this, to have a setback and, and feel like you're going to come back and then not come back. And it's tough. It's tough. And mentally, and he's trying to work back. And he, everything Andy Reid has said is that he's doing everything he can to get back on the field. It's just like not responding. Right. And like, yeah, that stinks. It does. Yeah. Okay. Tucker Franklin <laughs> asks so, somebody asked me my thoughts thoughts about the game of thrones finale i need a platform to give my thoughts on it watching uh-huh. it for- oh i'm sorry uh, i'm not supposed to read that one a footnoted ass tuck what are your thoughts on the game of thrones finale yeah there we go um so i i know craig i know you don't watch or you haven't seen game of thrones i i have not i it is a massive blind spot cue everybody freaking out it's just a massive blind spot in my watching history yes yeah. which i hadn't seen i hadn't seen game of thrones well Okay, pause. I had seen Game of Thrones. I didn't finish Game of Thrones because when I was started watching Game of Thrones, it was the year of like season eight, which I believe was like 20, I want to say 2018. I was when, when the last final season came out. So I was like, listen, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to get caught up all the way to the end and I'll be ready for the finale. That's not going to happen because that show takes forever to watch. Um, but, and I, that's what my thought process is going to be. I was like in like season, we're talking like season two, season three, and Joshua Briscoe said, stop watching it. Don't watch anymore. The finale sucks. It stinks. They ruined the whole thing. And I so I stopped watching it until recently when House of the Dragon came out. I watched House of the Dragon. And then I was like, you know what? I should probably watch all the way through Game of Thrones. So that's what Tara and I did. We watched all the way through Game of Thrones. And I think, uh, what's so 2018? So it was that five years? Something like that, yeah. Five-ish yeah. years, you know? Holy, that's wild. Um five-ish years later after the the game of thrones finale i don't think it aged. I, I i think it's fine and that's the thing is that like i think a lot of people at the time get caught up when in a, i think this goes for a lot of finales right when something's over you don't like how they end it because it's not how you picture it to be end ending right so i think that with a lot of finales people get worked up about them but in hindsight when you go back look, watch that thing five years later there are some things here and there, some small ticky tack things that I would be glad to discuss with with people who are interested that I do think could have ended in a different way. Uh, Jon Snow going, you know, where he goes, I don't necessarily agree with. Then there's some killings of some people that I don't necessarily agree with. But that all that to say is, uh, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, also, 
I should have said spoiler before this started, but this is over five. This this whole this whole okay. This is another thing. This whole show is over five. That's over five listen, years. You've had plenty listen. of time to watch it. There's no need for a producer spoiler Jordan's in the chat going, "Don't spoil it. I haven't seen it yet." Even though he asked for your thoughts on the finale. That's true. There's been plenty of time, so that's why that's why I didn't start off with the spoiler alert. I think that if you give, I think anything outside of five years content wise, if you haven't seen it yet, and there's no need for a spoiler alert because you had every opportunity to watch it. Um, that's not a shot at you directly, Jordan. I, uh, but I'm just saying in general, I'm just saying in general, I do think that there are a lot of interesting choices in that finale. And I do think that it doesn't age as, it ages better than you think it would. Um, it, than the time that it ended. And I do think that they did some things that are necessary that maybe people some didn't like, uh, but watching it all the way back through, Maybe you should. Maybe if you if you didn't like the Game of Thrones finale, watch it again. Watch the last season again and get back with me. There okay, we we'll, we'll get our other TV question out of the way here because this this one might go longer than the than the Game of Thrones one. Uh, Casey Chris asks, "What's your favorite? I think you should leave sketch." Oh gosh, <laughs> I just I, ju I just saw this. I did not know this was a question until just now. yeah yeah it is yeah um listen, KCSN group um has tiered these episodes um we, we've done the tier maker on them i actually i didn't i don't have time for that sort of thing but i criticized everybody else's instead because i do have time for that sort of thing mm -hmm. so um tucker i know that you have a little he's looking at his phone yeah. right now to to look at this um I, man i've also i've also found the list in my phone of i think you should leave ideas sketch ideas that i have uh, that I think would be good. Um, so I have those as well. Where is you go? You go. Where is my list? I do think off the top of my head, uh, Corn Cob TV, Coffin Flop, S tier. Um, the two episodes, if you were going to start on that on that show, and listen, first off, a prelude to all this conversation. If you don't know, I think you should leave. It's it's an interesting show. Like it's not a show that I like to recommend to people because it I, is an interesting type of humor. I will say this. I know a lot of people that watch it, and I have not recommended it to anybody. How about that? Yeah. Yes. It's on Netflix. Uh, I think you should leave Tim Robinson. So basically the premise of the show is it's a sketch show, sketch comedy, and it's it's basically his sketches that he brought to SNL that they didn't want to do, right? Um, he was on SNL. That's the premise of some of them. Some of them he's just come up for the show, right? Um, but uh, but uh, that's how the show started. There's two seasons of it now. I do think season two, episodes one and two are the best two. The, the two episodes back-to-back, -back, the, all the sketches in there are perfect. I, I mean, they're, they're great. That's the episode you should start with. You got Carl Havoc on that one. You've got... Um, you've got all kinds of, of good stuff. I think I've, I've got to find my list because I've had it where I where I give a plus plus a minus minus or a plus, yeah. You, you know. ranked. I had a, every I had a whole system. Single episode of it. Yeah, it, it, to to determine which one was the best full episode. And yeah, that was. I mean, I I do know for me. Just because we had that conversation, uh, season one, episode five is my favorite because yep. it's got uh, the day that Robert Palin's murdered me, kind of a Johnny Cash knockoff where um, he, the the guy that he's ad-libbing with, you know, the famous scene in, in Walk the Line where he comes up with the song in the booth and all of that. Yeah, uh, the, the twist on this one is his bassist also starts freelancing and starts singing along and it's a completely different song and then the the other one from that episode is brooks brothers and i think anybody who's spent any time on the internet has seen tim robinson in the hot dog costume asking mm -hmm. we're all trying to find the guy who did this and that did this is whoever drove a hot dog shaped car into a brooks brothers so yeah. uh yeah it's uh the, those are up there both of those episodes are amazing that's a that's a that is such a good episode uh and i'm look. i finally found my sheet um yeah season two episodes one and two i think are you, you've got some classics like you can't skip lunch uh starting off season episode one season two corn cob tv i don't want to be around anymore carl havoc i'm sure you've seen that uh that meme uh, I think a lot of the memes do come from like this this stretch of episodes, right? This yeah. stretch of episodes, the haunted tour, the ghosts one, uh, the adult <laughs> tour. That's a good one. Um, 
And then, and then episode two starts off with a little info, like uh, a Shark Tank spoof, and that's uh, it's a it's a very good one. The Dan flashes, which I'm sure you uh, these are all I, like I going back through these. These are it's all memes. that you've seen it's memes meme. of. Yes, yeah. like you've yep. seen memes of every single one of these sketches. Triples is best. It's the Bob Odenkirk uh, mm-hmm. one, uh, Shops at the Creek, and then Sloppy Steaks, New Year's Eve. Yeah, I, it's. It's a great show. I really enjoy it. It's my humor, uh, and it and it does take a little bit because you watch it and you're just like, "What is going on?" And then number two, you're, uh, the second watch, you're just like, "Okay, this is kind of." Fun. And then the third By watch, the, way, is- the second watch, he's talking about the full series all the way through. Yeah, not, yeah, not not just, just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the whole series. So, yep. um, okay. yeah, you got the two. Yeah. Ep- you have the two shows that you. I was the most long winded about. I got got questions asked right here. Game yeah. of Thrones, and I think you should. Perfect. To be fair, you asked for one of those, and the other one, yeah, that's true. You you, you kind of asked for it by just being you, yeah, <laughs> by being around, by being around. All right, back to Chief's questions here. K. Gummer asked a really really good question here. Outside of quarterback, when it comes to draft prospects, which position groups are on the extreme side of both nature versus nurture in terms of team slash culture slash situation infrastructure? Uh, basically, he's saying, you know. Which players are able to overcome bad team structures? And, you know, we hear about it all the time. He's referencing the quarterback right there. We hear about it all the time. Trevor Lawrence, Chiefs are playing this weekend. An exceptional quarterback. We talked about it relentlessly. Urban Meyer damn near ruined him in one season. So, I I mean, the quarterback is so coach and situation dependent that I, I, I get exactly where he's coming from here. I'm going to say... I'm going to say wide receiver on this one. Um, wide receiver is a tough one because, like, if you put Tyreek Hill into, you know, a, an offense where, you know, it's going to be a run-first offense, quarterback's not going to push the ball down the field. Let's call it the 49ers offense. They, they'll push it a little bit. But, you know, let, let's call it the 49ers offense under Brock Purdy as it stands right now where they just kind of sit on the ball a little bit more. Things are a little shorter. They get the ball into the hands. They'd use Tyreek Hill well. Don't get me wrong. Kyle Shanahan's elite at that, you know, and scheming guys up. But it would be a lot more short stuff. You're not getting to use Tyreek to his full ability. And so we'd look at Tyreek in a completely different light as a player if he had spent all these years under Kyle Shanahan versus you know, under Andy Reid and Mike McDaniel, who I understand comes from Kyle Shanahan, but definitely has more of the vertical game in his arsenal than Shanahan typically likes to do there. So I I think wide receiver is probably my choice just because you can get in certain offensive schemes that won't allow certain players to flourish. I think kind of the same side of the coin as you, Craig. I'm going to go with offensive linemen, specifically Mm. offensive tackle. I think the tackle position as a whole can be one of those things where if you're not put in the right scheme or if you're put, put too quick into the right spot, into the wrong spot, and we also like to see this is a very NFL thing that happens is we see good tackles get moved inside to guard all the time that shouldn't necessarily be moved to guard, you know. And I think that it's again it comes down to the team need, right? You see a tackle usually tackles can play guard a little bit, uh, you know, and usually the guards just stay guards, right? <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how it goes. But um, I do think that that's one of those things where the situation has to be pretty good. Like, Specifically, Darian Kennard. We were talking about Walker Little a little bit with uh, Joshua Briscoe on on Thursday's KCS and update. And I liked Walker Little coming out. I thought he would be a good guy to basically do um, what, what Darian Kennard basically was. But I don't know if he would have been put in like the situation that he's in in Jacksonville wouldn't necessarily be the same when he's in Kansas City. I don't know if he would be the starting right tackle. I still think Andrew Wiley would probably still get that nod over him just because of of all of that stuff. So again, like. You can be good in, in one spot, not good in another. So I, it's offensive tackle. Obviously, I'm going to go with offensive line, but that's yeah. my I like that one. I like that one a lot. All right, Maddie asked this one. <laughs> with the news that Tucker is the most likely KCSN employee to own truck nuts, totally see that. Totally. That's Did fair, you say yeah. that? Did you say that? Actually, no, Maddie said that on the radio. He said oh. it on Sports Radio 810 on the zone. Uh, I believe Joshua Briscoe asked him who the most likely KCSN employee he was to own truck nuts, and he did not hesitate and said my name. To to be fair, 
Yeah, I, pro- I probably it's, no. I think he's right. Like, he's one hundred percent right. Like I mean, I would do it, but the way that I would own it would be it would be ironically owning it, right? And, right. Yeah. No. 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 It wouldn't be on purpose. You'd just right, be like, right. look at that. Hilarious. Look at that that's why I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Who is the most likely KCSN employee to change their own oil every single time, and who is least likely? Tucker, I want you to take this one first. I think Maddie changes his own oil every time. Um, just because how I know that that Maddie is um, now, it could be wrong because I know that Maddie does a lot of stuff around the house. You know, he's a farmer. He's a farmer man. <laughs> he is um, a farmer man. <laughs> he's a farming man. He's a man of salt of the earth type of guy. Um, so I think that like that's the vibe that I get. But I also would not be surprised if Maddie is on the other end of that spectrum of not getting a soil change of time. Like that would not shock me at all. Um, Kent for sure does not get his oil, does not change his oil. So that, is, that is a fact. Kent, Kent is like me, and Kent is driving up to that Valvoline every single time. He's probably rolling in a few thousand miles over, like I do every time, and getting his oil changed. Kent, I mean, Kent's probably more responsible, though, to, than, than me and I, with a few thousand. I, I, was gonna, I was gonna say you were Kent for, for that one. So, uh, yeah. at least, at least, you know, we're on the same vein. Um, I have changed my oil by myself every single time for probably the last eight that's years. on brand yeah, it, it really kind of is on brand i've been i've been doing that for a while i do think maddie changes his own oil as well but definitely i've been i've been doing that for a long ass time mostly because i'm too cheap to pay yeah. somebody else to do it so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> i don't know anyway. how well i do know how i don't want to do it okay <laughs> I, I know how to do it. I don't want to do it. That's I was say, oh, buddy, I can teach. Oh, no, no, never mind. No, that, I, that's a different thing. Yeah, you don't want to. All right. Grayson asks Kadarius Tony TD punt returns in 2023 over under half. So basically Calendar saying, year? can he get one in 2023? Let's call it the calendar year, just because. It is so hard. It is so hard now to return kickoffs. It and, is. And it really is. The, the fact that Bills had two in that game, the, the game after DeMar Hamlin, is absolutely insane, by the way, because they had like, I think it was the last like 299 games or something. There was only two. And like, and then they had two in the same game. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like this um, because I just think it's very hard to do. And like the situation has to be just right. And how many punts is Canaries Tony realistically going to field? I don't know. I'll probably say under. I I'm gonna say over just because he's electric with the ball in his hands. Yeah. I I oh see now I'm now I'm starting to wa- waver a little bit because Andy's gonna be like you know what we need that dude on offense and we've seen what happens to Dave's guys when that happens so they don't uh-huh. return punts anymore. But right. I don't know Sky Moore returning punts next year. Maybe he gets the uh, the old bugaboos out and he can. Maybe he does. He just got them all out this year. He's going to be the best punt right. returner of all time now, clearly. All right. We started with Hobo Joe. We're ending with Hobo Joe. 93. Game plan wise, do you think Andy brings a little extra this week since he's facing a former understudy? Do you think he tries harder to outperform those who learned from him since they likely have some edge on him compared to coaches that have not worked from him? What do you think, Doc? I'm trying to think back. I should have looked this stat up beforehand. You know how like Nick Saban is historically, and now he's lost to Kirby Smarty, lost to a couple of his assistants. But historically, Nick Saban has been very good against his assistants. And I think off the top of my head, I don't think Andy Reid has been that way. Um, I, I, I don't think that it's gone that way um, in, the, in the matchups that I can think. So I think that Andy Reid. Are, you, are, you, are you ready? Yeah, I am ready. Reed. Re- really good against his former coaches, especially in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, in the playoffs. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So nineteen and eight, um, or twenty four and eight is what uh, Jordan is telling me in my ear. Uh, so I think that that's. Uh, hmm, I thought it was a lot worse than that for some reason. Maybe yeah. the what? Maybe the losses were just bad. Losses. They stick out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're just bad losses. But no, I, I do think that, uh, that Andy is obviously good. It's a playoffs. We're going to see a lot of stuff. I don't know if yeah. it matters who's across from him though. I think mm-hmm. also coming off of a buy Andy Reed historically great off of a buy and everything is pointing uh, statistically in the chief's favor, uh, for this one, which, uh, I'm excited for. I mean, and there's a chance that Andy could sit here and play 
Doug Peterson line up against him, beat him again. You know, he, he's good against Doug. He really is yeah, good against yeah. Doug. I didn't, he loves Doug, but you know, there's no ill will towards any of this. Andy is so proud of his entire coaching tree, but um, I think there's a chance that he suits up, puts it on Doug, and then turns around and suits up and puts it on Sean McDermott again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I did another former coach. There's a chance that Andy could go former coach, former coach, all the way to the Super Bowl. And that yeah. is that is fun. That's a fun thing to think about. And it's a testament to Andy Reid's coaching tree. Like, it really is the amount of influence that he has had on the NFL. You know, Joe asked about it earlier. You know, you think he's gotten better? Yeah, he has. And not only has he gotten better, he's groomed these coaches to be such major influences on the entire NFL. We talk all the time about, you know, like the Shanahan tree, which is great. You know, an elite tree. Uh, the McVeigh tree. If you got, if you stood next to Sean McVeigh on a bus one time, you got an NFL head coaching job. Like there, there's all of these gigs that come from being associated with coaches. And there's always a new flash in the pan. There's always somebody that's come along that's doing something just a little bit different or a little bit, you know, desirable for a new coach or a new team or a new owner or whatever. And yet it's Andy's lasting influence on the league that it just continues every single year it just continues it's part of the reason why we talk about eb getting a job so much because yeah everybody just goes out gets head coaching jobs and mostly are successful it is rare that those guys fail in a big way i mean matt Nagy might be the the one that you look at in that regard and guys i'm i'm here to tell you matt Nagy's gonna get another shot yeah and i He's probably going to be good at it. So I, you know, it it's coming. So I, I do think that that we're going to see Andy come out, put it on a former coach, not in a malicious way. He's not going to be running circles. You're not going to see snow globe out there. No. Nah, not going to see it. Uh, but um, I think it's going to be a good one for Andy this week. You got me thinking uh, as you were going. I was thinking about Brian Dable. Brian Dable was with the Chiefs at one point, but he's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. 2012 is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Uh, the year before Andy Reid got here. So I was thinking, well, was he part is of the there a way? Yeah, he exactly. can go all three, but no, after yeah. that, um, no, it's, uh, yeah, Andy Reid's tree is is something special. And uh, it, it uh, when we get to the end of all this with Andy Reid, we might be looking at one of the one of the best trees of all time when it comes to coaching, coaching ranks in general and success. And, you know, the Belichick tree is kind of, withered a little bit with just mm-hmm. the recent success of, you know, Bill O'Brien and what he did in, in Houston and other coaches not having the same success as he had. Uh, the, I think if you consider Vrabel part of the Belichick tree, which I think is I do probably I do. fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's kind of his own man, but I God, think he Vrabel's has good though. He's <laughs> really like, like that. Probably might probably might. Um, that, that, that might that save be, it. Yeah. yeah. Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, that might be, the one that that does it, but yeah, I, and but I mean, you're right. I think Matt Nagy's going to get a job. I do think Eric Bieniemy is eventually going to get a job. Whether that means he has to go to Washington and be an offensive coordinator first, and then get a head coaching job, which would be absolutely ridiculous, by the way. But if that's what he has to do, he's going to get a head coaching job in this league before it's all said and done. And then there's just going to be. I, I get this asked this question: who who'd be the offensive coordinator if uh, those guys leave? And he would find somebody else, and like there will be somebody else that'll come up, and Andy Reid will make it to the next hot head coaching candidate. Um, yeah. It's just the way of life at this point. I mean, think about when the Chiefs signed Kafka to be their quarterbacks yep. coach, and it was just like, oh, my Kafka, I remember that dude. And you know, a handful of years later, now he's offensive coordinator for the Giants. Uh, by the way, Brian Dable killed his coordinator hire, just absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I, Wink's the obvious one, like you get it, but like Kafka, holy shit! Like, so you know. Now Kafka's going to be interviewing for head coaching jobs. And that's oh, a yeah. that's fast track. Like It's coming. There's going to be another guy and another guy after that and another guy after that. And there always will be because Andy is great at finding talent. And so, yeah, he's also great at winning, which is why he's going to continue to expand that gap over his coaches because eventually he's going to be playing them a lot. So, mm-hmm. yep. All right. That's going to do it for us for 21 questions this week. I hope you all please like, share, subscribe this, sign up for KCSN Daily if you want to ask some questions that get on this show. I thank Tucker. 
for joining me this week. Enjoy the football as the Chiefs take on the Jags. Be kind to each other, and we will catch you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.